Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, whether you're catching the show uh, live or in archive, uh, again, welcome to all my guests. Uh, this is, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a live column read for my uh, September, October column. And uh, then we're going to talk about that in more detail. It's all about Saturn and astrology and, and fear and all kinds of interesting stuff. Uh, before we get to that, let me just uh, mention a few things. Um, if you're uh, first time tuning into my show or who I am, uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I'm a professional uh, astrologer and navigational consultant. Uh, I have a, a business in uh, Phoenix. I work from a home office doing personal sessions with people one-on-one as well as phone sessions all over the country with all kinds of different oracles I work with, like numerology, astrology, tarot, runes, uh, and a few others. Uh, all information about that would be available on my website at jimventura.com. I also am a columnist and a writer of a couple of different books. All my books, uh, again, you can either find on the website or check out and get a copy of on Amazon. And uh, I write a monthly, oh, near monthly, uh, more like about eight times a year, a uh, column called Snake Oil. Um, and uh, if you're not already getting the column sent directly to your email uh, inbox, uh, you can uh, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Uh, include your birthday because I do a birthday promotion uh, for people on my mailing list for a kind of hefty discount on a session during your birthday time if you choose to use it. So it's good to mention that when you uh, call in to sign up for the column. Uh, I do that kind of automatically when I have sessions. Uh, people here, I add them to the mailing list, but you can do it uh, yourself if you'd like. Again, all that info is available on the website itself. Uh, anyway, so uh, as I mentioned before on previous shows, I've only really gotten to a point where I'm doing one or two shows each month uh, just because I'm busy. And I've also been doing um, quite a few shows on uh, ABC Show the List. Uh, it's a syndicated show on ABC, usually on the afternoons, called The List. Uh, you can check that out at thelisttv.com. I do astrology and numerology segments for them. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot, just a lot busier in those terms than I was previously. Also, mention real fast that um, I don't take live calls during. My column read shows, uh, a lot of times people call in, they kind of want to do a free mini reading. A lot of people on the on this site do that. I don't really do that anymore. Um, you know, sometimes when I do astrology update shows, I let people call in, but uh, really uh, not, not something that I do anymore. Um, someone calls in and wants to talk about the subject, sometimes we can answer that way, but otherwise we generally don't take live calls. Uh, it's not a long show. I want to get information in across to everyone who's uh, listening to the show. So, uh, you know, the, the personal little mini-readings I know are fun for people, but they're not, you know, as entertaining for the people listening. So, uh, you know, you better bet it's set up a private session with me anyway. Okay, blah, blah, blah on the sales talk. Uh, <laughs> we've got to do that at the beginning of each show, especially when I haven't been on in a little while. Uh, anyway, so this is a new column. Uh, this includes September and October. I will have another column out in November. Uh, as usual, as well as probably realistically in early December as well. So this is a column that was written over the summer, uh, had a lot to do with stuff that was going on astrologically at the time as well. But uh, again, here's a live column read. 
Uh, you have to know that much about astrology necessary to understand the column, so we'll kind of dive right in, and then we'll talk about it more once we uh, finish with the read. Okay, this column is called Polishing Our Diamonds. In my younger years, I was mesmerized by looking at the moon, the stars, and planets through a telescope and enjoy books about the planets in our solar system. The different shapes, sizes, colors, and how many moons they each had were fascinating. Uh, no planet in our solar system was more beautiful than Saturn, though, with its icy rings. Years later, when I began to study astrology, I learned what part of us Saturn represents. Saturn in our natal chart is a place where we explore caution, difficult lessons, struggle, doubt, and fear. It shows us the tests we go through that require circumspection, reevaluation, vigilance, and often falling down a bit until we get stronger. Through the tests of Saturn, over time, we have the potential to become durable, confident, and often surprisingly wise and skillful in that area of our life. Saturn reminds us that if we're not, uh, if we're not understanding of the value of being disciplined and even frugal in some areas by our own choice, then Saturn will uncomfortably do that for us. All oracles and divination tools express similar concepts in their own unique ways. Within the 22 major arcana cards in a tarot deck, the symbol for the devil, number 15, presents an ominous image. We see the image of the devil holding a man and a woman almost like puppets enslaved. The imagery of chains is notable, and we can ponder whether the chains are real or if we simply believe we are chained. The concept of an actual red man with God with horns running around with a pitchfork and sending people to the pits of a world where one will supposedly eternally burn is in and of itself a fear-based idea. The deeper truth of what this archetype expresses is that fear itself can enslave us. We can be trapped by circumstances, inhibition, dread, and lack of experience. We can get caught up in focusing only on our belief and frustration in the trap itself and not about how it can be solved. In my natal astrology chart, I've Saturn in Aquarius in my 11th house of hopes and dreams, group associations, uh, friendships, and the ability to receive. This placement can heighten the uncomfortable feeling of being a square peg in a round hole. We can have us feeling uncomfortable with our peer groups. We'll often be more comfortable in the role of giver and find receiving in general to be uncomfortable. The classic interpretation is success later in life. All of this was unquestionably true for me in my younger years. Saturn in the 11th can show what kind of friend we are to others. I've always been the reliable one, solid, dependable, and kind of a bit of a big brother or dad to most everyone. I hid my fears of expressing myself comfortably around people and worried often about being judged or accepted by others. The agreed-upon interpretation among most astrologers about Saturn and its aspects were definitely valid for me. I can clearly remember the first time I had to read a report in front of my classmates in the 10th grade. I barely slept the night before and worried about how it would be seen by my peers. I probably actually did fairly well, but was hypercritical of my own performance. Even the first time I sang publicly in a, in a karaoke or at around age 19, I wanted to sing, 
but made sure to be hidden in the background so it would be more comfortable. With a few, within a few years of doing this and a bit of practice, I actually became a lot more at ease. Now, when I sing karaoke, I want a stage and a microphone. I want people to pay attention, and I love to move the audience emotionally and shine. I am definitely now a bit of a ham. Years of practicing doing radio, public speaking, teaching classes, my years as a waiter and bartender, and now television, have not only honed and improved my skills, but now I really love doing all of it. Saturn at the time made the process uncomfortable, but now it's mostly easy, easy for me. I've worked with thousands of people over the years, and I see many variations of how people stay trapped in fear. Staying in an abusive partnership because you can't financially survive without him or her. Staying locked in a job you don't even like because you need the insurance or you fear you're too old to make a change. Hiding your true sexual orientation or any other aspect of yourself from your friends or family because they may not accept you. The list of potential fears and ways we often cage ourselves is vast. Yet facing these fears head on at some point is key to not only finding a way out, but part of how we find happiness and fulfillment. Each time we face a fear and move through it, we inevitably become more confident, secure, and more likely to make better choices in the future. The very process of doing this makes us less fearful in general, in other areas as well. Adversity can make us phobic, or it can take us in the direction of confidence acquired through experience. The choice, of course, is ours. The devil card reversed is actually far more positive in its interpretation. It means we reject fear. We do in a 180-degree turn. We let go of restrictions, both emotionally and physically. We throw off our chains. The strange reality of fear and Saturn's influence in the sign, house placement, and angles to other planets in our natal chart is that often over time, these things inevitably become the areas in life where we are most talented and skillful. Caution has value when it helps us to hone our skills. It can make us really good at something precisely because we're so painstaking about how we dealt with the issue. The Saturn part of us may take years or even decades before it becomes something truly strong in us. Yet, the lump of coal we uncomfortably polish over time will become the part of us that truly shines like a diamond. Okay, so now that was the column. Uh, and, you know, I, I had mentioned in, in some other information, again, if you, if you get my, uh, my nearly monthly column, uh, often there's other information included as well that will either add to the column itself or just the other information that people will find useful. Uh, you know, one of the things I also do in my column is I often do a uh, channel session, studied channel material from all kinds of different channelers over the years, and get quite a bit of collection, so I often do quotes from some of those, and sometimes there's added material. And so one of the things that I had talked about over the summer, both on Facebook, and I had set this out to my regular clients, and that, again, it actually ended up going into this uh, month, or this is a two-month column, two-month column's newsletter, was that Saturn itself went retrograde in the sign of Capricorn in about mid-April and went direct again in mid-September of 2019. So... You know, I you know a lot of people are familiar with Mercury going retrograde, uh, the planet that rules how we think, communicate, express ourselves. 
but, you know, all planets at some point will go retrograde. They have different momentums of when they do this, and it has to do with the reevaluation, um, you know, really looking at fear again, going through old issues, being retested. So before I go any further, I think I'm going to read that just for the people reading my column. I'm listening to the radio show may not have caught this. Let me tell you what I posted back, and this is, again, an adjunct or some added information about the retrograde and what went on over the summer. And, you know, you'll see some similar repeats of what I had mentioned in the column, but there is some added information that, that could be of help to you guys if you're listening. Uh, so this is, again, from a post I did back in June of 2019 on Facebook. And it said, Saturn is retrograde in the sign of Capricorn from April 18th through mid-September of 2019. Retrogrades tend to bring something back from our past into focus for reevaluation again. They can be challenging and often a little uncomfortable. Saturn in astrology represents a part of our experience that deals with limitations, restrictions, uncomfortable tests, fear, need for caution. Yet will lead to the benefits of experience and wisdom. Saturn is the seeming lump of coal or part of us that we struggle with when we're younger, but that leads to a stronger constitution and the coal can become our diamond. Saturn is at home in Capricorn. It moves through each sign for about two and a half years. Everyone will experience a sense of relooking at what fulfills us in our work, in our career, when Saturn is retrograde in Capricorn. We, are, we will likely reevaluate how much responsibility we take on and whether taking that responsibility on is worth it. We can get more cautions when Saturn moves through Capricorn in a negative way and feel inhibited. We can also become more circumspect in a positive way when we learn how to mull over things before making decisions, saying why moving deliberately has value. Oh, lost my place here. Okay. I recently did a show for the List TV that actually had some substance to it. This is not easy to do in a two-minute segment meant to be primarily entertainment, but with other talented people and their help, I pulled it off. The way this Saturn retrograde and primarily Saturn's move through Capricorn feed can feel for is different for each sign. It gets more specific with the house placement and the angles in your natal chart. If it is hitting your sign in a challenging way, the last few months can bring up some old fears. This can feel like they are taking a long time, that things are taking a long time to come to fruition. There is still clearly a light at the end of the tunnel, but you may feel some doubts and be questioning your path bit more than usual. If the planet is hitting you in a more positive way, you are willing to move ahead with work, practical matters, financial decisions, and even be thinking of taking on more responsibility at this time. Neither case, or somewhere in between, while adjustments may be required and some hard work may be ahead, there's a good chance you are on the right path and perseverance is what's needed. Remember the wisdom of be afraid and do it anyway. And then I included the clip from the List TV. Uh, all right. So, by the way, you know, any of the List TV clips I've done, which is like 21 now since uh, December of 2017, uh, can, can be found both on YouTube or the List TV uh, site itself. Uh, if you go to YouTube, look up the List TV, and obviously the List TV itself will have a lot of the more recent clips uh, that I've done for the show. So, Again, this is just some more added information. So, you know, what I explained to a lot of my clients, a lot of people in general, was, yeah, listen, this summer probably felt like a lot of tests. Um, you know, for some of us, uh, depending on how Saturn was placed 
in our in our natal chart and, and how it, you know it was affecting us through its transit moves. It can it could have been a difficult summer in a way. Um, you know, I was trying to refine my condo uh, throughout the summer, and uh, listen, it, it, how do I put this delicately? It was a pain in the ass going through the process of refinancing, having people having a bank decide whether you're good enough and evaluating your income and how much debt you have and whether you're uh, you know, a safe bet for them. And, oh, God, let me just tell you ever so humorously, I'm bald because I shaved my head, but I pulled any few remaining hairs out. Horrible. You know, so there were a couple of tests that I went through as well uh, without getting into too much detail in that sense. So it was not an easy process, although I can tell you that through that entire process, um, I really did learn a lot about banks and how they operate and how to play that and credit scores and things of that nature. It really was very insightful. Uh, you know, not that I want another business, but I can jokingly print up business cards and tell people how to maneuver with banks and, and borrowing money and, and in other areas because I went through this crap of dealing with it. So, again, I would say that kind of humorously because that can be a very Saturnian type of thing. You know, for everybody, again, the, the, the ruling planet for, for Capricorns is Saturn. So this planet is at home with Capricorns. I'll explain that in a minute. But just so you know, you don't have to be Capricorn to not have Capricorn and Saturn itself somewhere in your natal chart. And I think I'm going to mention a couple of basic things about Saturn in each of um, the signs as a general rule of thumb, although I can't go into specifics on house placements because that would be an individual astrology chart, looking at what house Saturn lands in your chart, and that's derived from knowing the birth time and all of that stuff. But I can give a good approximation of how Saturn could feel, and anybody listening, uh, by where Saturn was placed when you were born in that sense as well. And then the transit of where it was moving is going to be where this summer probably felt like, or again, in the last two years of Saturn has been moving through Capricorn. So we'll get to that in a minute. But I wanted to go back and say, if you're Capricorn, again, ruling planet is Saturn. So this is why, you know, sometimes Saturn, uh, Capricorns can seem a little stodgy or um, slower in process than other signs might be. Um, if, if, Saturn, if Capricorn is your your sun sign, your moon sign, or your rising sign, this is going to be pretty notable in an astrology chart. Uh, it'll make you kind of realistic and maybe even sometimes a little bit cynical in a way about certain things. Um, you know, it's a sign of the goat, so there's a sort of sense of chewing the can um, and, and being very deliberate and even sometimes cautious and fearful. If you look at the positive pole of Capricorn, it is I use which means you have difficulty constraint in Capricorns. They tend to be work signs. They tend to be willing to work hard toward goals. Um, the negative is I inhibit. And so when it comes to embracing new experiences and doing things that are out of your normal comfort range you haven't studied or are not comfortable with, you know, Capricorns can sometimes feel very inhibited uh, from doing that so easily and effortlessly like a Sagittarius might or uh, an Aries might. So um, that's just a general kind of notable thing. But, you know, the other thing is, listen, because, you know, Capricorns have that sense of having the weight of the world, Saturn energy on their uh, sun, you know, or moon or, or rising sign. Later on in life, it can indicate aging well and being pretty savvy and good and, and often, you know, collecting money and, and success and certain things in a way because you work so hard at it. You, you were painstaking about it. So, again, there's value 
you know, if you're Capricorn, you have a lot of Capricorn in your chart, and you said your childhood was effortless and carefree and easily, my God, you're full of crap. No, no, it wasn't. You know, you're, you're Capricorn. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Later on in life, yeah, sometimes Capricorns are real live and let live and get more adventurous and and free flowing. Uh, and uh, kind of they, and but often just the better side of it is becoming smart and good at things and and having some structural stance in this life. And understanding the, understanding the value of purposeful caution, not always jumping in. So. Anyway, so every one of the things I can tell you if you're listening, again, I'm an astrologer. One of the reasons people hire me is because it's a tremendous amount of work to, to be able to code an astrology chart. You know, if, and any of you can do it if you choose to study it. And by the way, I always like to mention, aside from personal sessions, I also teach classes on astrology. You can do them by phone if you're not a local in Phoenix. So anybody can send information about signing up for a one-on-one class with me um, or, or a series of classes. I would suggest purchasing three of them uh, for, for both of the classes I offer. So information about that is also on my website. But, yeah, sometimes people just want to hire me to kind of, you know, basically explain their astrology chart, and, and that's good too. But, again, you don't have to do that. You can study on your own, and I cannot suggest this enough. It really is valuable if you're willing to learn. Sometimes people will say funny things like, oh, I don't really believe in astrology. Listen, from an astrologer's perspective, that is just one of the dumbest things a person could say. Astrology is not a belief system. It's not a religion. It's a, it, it's a, it's a language. When you learn the language, you understand yourself better, who you are, why you're here, what you do, and what the influences are of astrology. And it also makes you better at dealing with your mates and your coworkers and your children and your family members because you now understand that language and you understand why people are different than you. So it has multiple benefits to uh, learning the language. Or again, even just going through your own astrology chart is a great way to learn astrology because it, it will be of value to you. You don't think you're nuts in some of the, the way you prioritize or do things or the things that you struggle with. You know, like for instance, let me, you know, strangely enough, um, well, I have Saturn in my 11th house, and I talked about this in, in, the, um, in the piece. There has been some difficulty with me being that big brother, the father, the, the responsible one among my friends. I'm also Sagittarius sun sign, and I have a Libra moon. So all of that added together, like, honestly, it's not really that difficult for me to make friends in general. Um, in that area, I have a certain amount of ease. It's easy for me. I've always kind of had a good amount of friends, and I've never really struggled maybe the way some people do with making friends. I joke about when I go to Vegas every two months to hang out and play video poker or blackjack and smoke cigars and just chill and be stupid for a couple of days like I enjoy uh, briefly. Um, You know, I always make like 87 new friends in the three days that I'm there. It's just easy. I'm just a babbler and friendly and Sagittarius and, and Libra in a good way. So that's, that's easy for me. Other people, listen, that's a tough thing for them. They may have a tough time, and it could be, again, the way Saturn is placed in the natal chart that makes that not easy. So, but again, like I had said in the piece, and this is something I want everybody who's listening to really, really understand, know that the thing that you're tested with, the thing that's difficult, again, ultimately will become the thing that you're often, like, really, really good at. 
in that sense. Um, I mentioned this in the piece. My Saturn is in the 11th house. There's a lot of different ways you can interpret house placements. Fifth house has to do with the way we give love. Uh, 11th house has to do with the way we receive love. Now, there's multiple layers to this as well. I'm just commenting on one aspect of that house placement. So it was always easy for me to be a giver um, in life. I'm good at giving gifts to people. I like to be generous. I enjoy that process. I never really honestly understood where, where people don't enjoy that part in that way of life. But the deeper truth is Saturn in my 11th made me really uncomfortable with receiving when people give me compliments or gifts or do things for me in my younger years. I always start thinking about what I have to give back, what I need to do. Uh, it made me uncomfortable. I said, I'm in my, uh, almost in my mid-50s at this point in the game. I love receiving now. That's, that's cake for me. In that sense, I, you know, I go to a party and sometimes I don't even bring anything because I think I'm just bringing me and my humor and who I am. And, and I don't feel like I have to always give back in a way. And, and I, I was joking with some of my friends that wherever I go, all my friends are always feeding me, like really feeding me. Like it's easy for me to get good food and get taken care of that way. Uh, some of my closest friends are cancers, by the way, and they're often good feeders. <laughs> so, uh, I never questioned that. It's all kind of easy for me in that way, but it wasn't when I was younger. So that Saturn kind of helped me polish that and eventually learn to get good at it. Even receiving love and affection in some ways was tough for me in, in my 20s and early 30s. I didn't feel comfortable with it. It had to do with issues with my mom. That's a whole other show. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it, it, uh, here's the good news, guys. Again, the things that you're uncomfortable with as you get older that Saturn tests us with can eventually become where we're strong. So let me give everyone who's listening a couple of suggestions on just some basics. Now, here's the thing. In order to – Saturn is not necessarily going to be in the position of your sun sign. In fact, it probably isn't. There's only mathematically there's about a 1 in 12 probability. It's probably in another sign. So the way you can figure out where your Saturn is is you can just look it up um, by your date of birth and, and, and month and day of birth uh, online. You know, there are sites like astro.com and other places where you can punch in your basic data, and then you can look up where Saturn is in your natal chart when you were born. So it's not, you know, back in the old days, you had to go through an empiris and go through books and look all those things up. And you, listen, you still can do that. There's lots of books where you can just look up and guides in the back where Saturn was. Again, because Saturn changes signs about every two and a half years. So, you know, whatever, if, you're, if you were born in 1965, for example, there's a good chance, even if you were born in 64 or 66, uh, late 63, that you will have had Saturn in Aquarius like I did um, because it stays in a sign for a number of years. So, you know, Mercury changes signs like every, you know, uh, month and a half. Um, so you have to kind of pay attention more to the exact date, sometimes even the time. To get it. But Saturn, you can get a pretty good range fairly easily dependent on the year. So, again, this is stuff you can look up. So just quick little synapses. If Saturn is, uh, was in Aries when you were born in your natal chart, that means that the struggle is with independence, with originality, being unique, being different. Um, you know, Aries is, is all about uh, carving out a new path, really being selfish in a good way, knowing what you want, figuring out who you are. So in your natal chart, if you have Saturn in, in Aries, it can be 
you know, going through a process of trying to be what other people want you to be, not feeling comfortable in your own skin in a way, not being confident when it comes to new beginnings, fresh starts, carving out your own path. So if that's the case, and then there's that more math to this, you know, if Saturn is in your first house, that's also going to be something that would correspond to Aries in terms of the test, feel in a similar way. But staying with the signs now, because I want to make everyone's heads explode mathematically by talking about house placements at the moment. If Saturn is in Aries, later on in life, through those tests, you can become, you know, a lot of times people with Saturn Aries eventually are able to have their own businesses or, or, or do something outside the range of what their family or society told them to be because they grow more confident eventually through a lot of terrible tests <laughs> of, of being independent in who they are. If Saturn is in Taurus when you were born, it's going to have to do with, with doubt and fear around uh, money and finances and acquisition and survival and work and what makes you feel satiated and comfortable. Uh, Taurus is about security, providing security for yourself and sometimes the people around you. So Saturn in Taurus can indicate a lot of tests off around money, finances, work, and things that, you know, about feeling secure. Again, flip side of it is when you are uh, older and through those tests, you often become financially pretty savvy and good at that area because of those tests. Saturn is in Gemini in your natal chart. It means that when it comes to communication, expression, exchange of ideas, the way you think, there are tests around that. You don't always feel confident about it. You're not sure of the way you communicate or express or, um, or, or how you focus your energy on learning, knowledge, information. Uh, sometimes that can be family issues because Gemini can relate to brothers and sisters and social exchange that way too. Um, you may feel torn in multiple directions and not be able to integrate that as a potential good thing. But Saturn and Gemini can eventually lead to good communication skills, the ability to be able to multitask, to handle multiple things, to use your mind in, in a practical, healthy way. Saturn is in Cancer in your natal chart. It can mean that there were issues with the family, um, often issues with the mother of uh, feeling responsible for the mother or having a, a mother that can create some type of smother love sometimes with you in a way, or even in the more extreme, even be absent emotionally. It can indicate it may take a while to develop home and family and comfort with that. You may go through some tests around that. But eventually, yeah, Saturn and Cancer can create someone that really understands the value of a home and a family and of a place of peace and understanding your place within your family environment and structure. Saturn is in Leo, it, you know, it can have to do with tests around being playful, creative, expressive, shining, um, allowing yourself to be seen by others and, and, and to feel good about who you are and what you do and to be creative. So there can be tests around that. Uh, you know, many people later on in life with Saturn and Leo become more comfortable with shining and public performance and, and showing off who they are in a way. Uh, but there'll be tests along the way, as usual with Saturn, to getting to that. Saturn is in Virgo in the natal chart, it can suggest that there are issues with work and practical matters and sometimes health and body maintenance and fixing and repairing things. Um, it can, you know, you can have some choppy jobs or things along the way. Uh, you can be too much of a perfectionist or not feel that you're being critical enough in a healthy way. But later on in life, you know, Virgo is all about being very skillful and good at the things that you do. So eventually, you can be seen as an expert and 
and monitoring the body and work and service and those things that eventually that the Virgo entails can become areas where you shine, where you're strong, where you're confident. If Saturn was in Libra when you were born, it was in tests on relationships and partnerships and diplomacy and the ability to be uh, to see both sides of things and balance and harmonize um, contractual agreements, working with other people in a one-on-one way. Um, you know, many people with Saturn and Libra sometimes don't necessarily get married till later on life. Married, put in quotes, uh, or there could be difficult tests in relationships early on. But eventually, it does show that you can, you know, when when you get older, you'll often be kind of good at knowing that you don't have to be exactly the same as your mate or partner. You become better at diplomacy. You don't have to lose yourself in it. So it can actually indicate strong relationships. If Saturn is in Scorpio. When you're born, it can have issues to do with being comfortable with your personal power, the way you influence others, the way you affect people, um, sexual energy, uh, just the energy of feeling confident with, with how you maneuver and, and influence other people. Um, but through the, those difficult, difficult tests and learning, eventually Scorpio can bring us to a place where we're comfortable with power. We understand um, uh, shared resources and and what it's like to to understand the concept of how we influence others in a, in a positive way uh, and that's not that is something we need to do at different points in life. It's just doing it at a higher, more positive level when Saturn is in in Scorpio. If Saturn was in um, Sagittarius, it can have to do with issues around philosophy, travel, higher education, learning. You may not you may not feel like you're educated enough. Uh, you may be uh, fearful of traveling or uh, exploring, um, or you can have difficulty with that process. You may have fear, fear of being chained in a way. You want to be free to explore and then have fear around that at the same time. You know, people with Saturn in uh, Sagittarius often have tests around um, their morality, their philosophy, the way they view life. Um, I could give a ton of examples of this, but we'll just suffice to say Eventually, it can create someone who's confident around knowledge, philosophy, higher ideas, travel, um, exploring, again, because of the tests that you go through. If Saturn was in Capricorn when you were born, listen, here's the good and the bad of that. Again, Saturn is at home in Capricorn because it's this natal ruling planet. So, you know, on the negative side, it can feel like things are taking forever when it comes to being successful, climbing the ladder, moving up in life. Uh, feeling confident with the status of you, who you are in the world. Um, uh, a lot of hard work can be required when Saturn's in Capricorn. Um, so, you know, the beauty of it, though, is through uh, acquired tests of time. Again, it may feel like it takes a long time to reach goals when Saturn's in Capricorn, but it almost definitively promises that you will reach those goals in that sense because of that tenacity that Capricorn has. So, um you know, you can worry about your public image when you're, when you're younger and then be proud of your public image and who you are, 10th house, Capricorn energy when you're older. Saturn and Aquarius, uh, it's my natal placement. You know, it has to do with being uncomfortable with group associations, friends, social exchange, um, receiving. Um, you know, your hopes and dreams, your goals can feel like sometimes they're taking a while to get to where you want to, but a lot of it is about learning how to receive and getting comfortable with your peers and the people in your social circle. You know, I, I used to, when I was younger, I, I, I've often mentioned this to clients, like Saturn and Aquarius for me made me actually more comfortable with hanging out with people younger than me or older than me. I was actually uncomfortable with my peer group when I was a kid. 
Um, I would have friends that were older or younger. Um, now, I, I, almost any age range it fits in my social circle of friends and people. I don't care. I, I like the diversity that that, and I'm very quite comfortable with people in my age bracket. Now, it just took years to get there. And if Saturn is in Pisces, it can have to do with like issues about where you are compassionate, understanding where you're giving, where you're loving, um, where you are uh, able to recognize that. You know, people sometimes go through sorrow or difficulty, and sometimes we do. It can indicate tests about your compassion. Um, Saturn in, in, in Pisces can have issues when you're younger with martyrdom, with giving too much, with feeling taken advantage of. But when you're older, you can understand that that compassionate, kind part of you is a good part of you, something of value, but it can also be that you learn how to build healthy boundaries at the same time, that you've also got to take care of yourself. Um, and and that you, you you don't have to be uncomfortable with your sensitivity. There's a line between those two. They can coexist. You can feel compassion for others and also have boundaries at the same time. And lots of tests to get there. So that's just a general uh, summation of, of some of them at, at a base level. Again, um, dependent on the houses that they land in, which are the houses of life, dependent on angles forming to other planets. Um, you will you can get more insight. Obviously, if you study on your own or talk to a good astrologer about what this process is about for you and, and ultimately what you've gone through or have gone through, and, and again, where you eventually become really strong and, and powerful and good in a way. Again, like I talked in the piece about polishing the diamond. Like, this is your thing now. This is where you're strong. This is where you're not a baby. You know, one of the things I always I joke with people about is what's funny about getting older is when you go through tests and difficulty. Um, it sucks, you know. Let, let, let's face it. I can, you know, I can mention a few areas in my life where I had some severely difficult tests and things that I went through that were not easy along the way. Overall, honestly, as difficult as the things I've been through uh, have been uh, a few times in my life, I've been pretty blessed. I've had things, in many ways, come a lot easier to me than other people. I've definitely seen people go through a lot worse stuff than I have. But again, I've had a few doozies along the way. So what I always tell people is this. Think of it this way. This is one of the things that happens when you get older. It's hard to see this when you're kind of like 19 years old because you're very optimistic and idealistic in a way. But here's the good thing about difficulty. When you go through it, it should, one, teach you how to have less difficulty in the future. Every every person as they get into their, especially 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, beyond you really start to have that, that gift of, of, of hindsight, the ability to be like, you know what, it's funny, I kind of now see how I got myself into that, how there were signals and signs, I should have got out of that, I should have learned from it, I should have left that job, I should have got out of that relationship earlier. You know, I just was fearful, I felt loyal, I should stay in it, I should, you know I mean, uh, those things are normal. But when, when we get older, we do tend to get kind of smarter in a way. Um, listen, I had a, I dealt with a very difficult criminal that I lived with when I was 24 and 25. And listen, it was a horror story. I wrote about it in my first book. My first book is called Dirty Little Secrets. And I wrote about what was like living with that criminal and what I went through. And it was a doozy. But like the good thing is, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in the 50s now. And, and since that time, like I could smell a crook coming a mile away. Like I know I can smell these people. I can see the dynamic behind it. I'm not interested. I don't let it affect me. So the weird part is the things that were difficult that tested us can make us wise and strong, 
The other thing I always tell people, think of it this way if you've been through difficulty. I kind of humorously call it badass syndrome, where you know, the older you get, Either you're going to be a you're going to be a phobic wreck because you've been through difficulties. Or you're going to be the type of person that just simply does not sweat the small stuff. You don't care. It doesn't mean anything to you. You know, if you if you when you're 45 years old and you've been through some tests and you're listening to a 19 year old complain about her roommate brings her boyfriend home and he doesn't pay rent and they drank all the milk and I don't you know there's a part of you that's like when have you nearly lost your house or your 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 wife slept with your best friend and left you. Uh, that's a Jim Croce song. <laughs> Operator. You know, or you, or you or you went through a horrible recession in 2008, 2009. You know, you like this is nothing. You know what I mean? So that's what I joke about. It does kind of bring that uh, humorously what I call that badass syndrome in a way where you're much more confident, you're much more stronger. You don't struggle with little difficult stuff. It, it doesn't mean anything. Um, I'll go into this in more detail in a future show, and I'm going to write about it. But I, you know, I lost my mom, my 86-year-old mother, in late August of, of this year. Um, and, and when I lost my mother, I really didn't grieve the way most people would have, simply because it was sad that my mother passed. I loved my mother. She was not an easy person, um, but I did love my mother. But the cheaper truth was she, she had dementia, and and was really in a lot of physical pain and couldn't walk and was confined to a hospital bed and and was struggling, you know, for the last year. Um, I really actually came to terms with the death of my mother back in January when I had an illness, and I processed that during that time. So when my mom passed, I wasn't really sad. I was more relieved for her to be out of the physical body and out of her pain and be able to move back, you know, move back into the other world. I don't struggle like other people do about wondering if there's an afterlife. And not at all. It's not even a debate to me. Of course, this is just one of many stops along the way. So weirdly enough, I was pretty okay about it in a way, more focused on the idea of good for her, that she goes back to be with my father and all the dogs that she loved and her sister and her brother and going back to the other world. So I didn't respond the way other people do to that um, uh, because, again, through time and through losing people throughout my life and understanding these concepts, I've become kind of hardened in a good way where I'm not going to go through a tremendous grieving process around that. And there were some benefits that, that came from that as well, too, which, I'll, again, I'll probably get into more detail in a, in a future column. Anyway, so what, you know, fear, like I said, is in the, in the piece that the archetypal card in the tarot is the devil card. And thus we, we have real tangible chains and things that, that limit us, and then we have stuff that we just fear. And that's what that meaning of the devil card coming up reversed is. It's that 180 degree turn. It's when we face fear directly and we look at it and we're like, you know what? Why was I afraid of this? Why did this hold me back? It doesn't hold me back anymore. Now I feel free to not be manipulated, controlled by others or by my own fears. So that's what the beauty of, of facing Saturn is in that way. Uh, it is, as I said, the piece is that lump of coal that eventually becomes a polished part of us that's like a diamond. Okay, we are absolutely out of time already. This is, uh, you know, my 45-minute sessions go fast. Again, you can see why I generally don't take calls uh, because I end up chatting too much with clients when they ask questions on, on air. So uh, we're finishing up our, our show here today. Uh, I will, uh, I probably will not be back until early 
early November with my next column, and then again one in December. Uh, I may have some other ones along the way. You never know. Um, if you're not already getting my monthly column, email me at VentureSage at Yahoo.com. Get added to the mailing list. Mention your birthday. When you're added to the mailing list, you can tune into my fan page on Facebook or even friend request me, of course, on Facebook as well. Uh, I appear on Tumblr and a few other places again. Uh, really does better to get the column. I'd advise and any information about the services I offer to my books. All the good stuff is available on jimventura.com. So thanks for joining me today. I wish everybody a happy fall. I love this time of year. It is absolutely unequivocally my favorite time of year. Uh, some really good things have begun to happen in life, and I will be writing about them and, and talking about the seasons and all these other things that influence us. So, uh, again, thanks for joining me today. Everyone have a good one, and, uh, again, happy fall. Cheers. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.